0: welcome to the conscious living show with your host dr nancy sutton pierce and her husband dr mark pierce the health of your sex life reflects the health of other aspects of your life while this may not be the only factor it certainly contributes to the degree you'll enjoy a well rounded healthy happy sexy life now here is dr nancy and dr mark
1: well good morning babe it's uh the end of November, the last weekend of November, and uh, we're here to talk about one of my favorite subjects as I counsel young, uh, budding relationships around the world.
2: Well, what topic that, dear?
1: Well, one of the things that I love to have people contemplate is the, the term serial or um, consensual monogamy. And when I say that, oftentimes people kind of twist their head around and give me the look of what is, does that mean, consensual monogamy? Because we hear a lot of conversations going on now um, in the in the lifestyle and the sexy lifestyle, and in even the millennials um, using terms like consensual non-monogamy, but we don't hear the conversation about what what have we agreed to when we say we're monogamous. So we're going to talk about that today.
2: I think that's a good topic because it it follows your theme of being clear about communication.
1: Yes, crystal clear communication. Because we know that when people get together and they fall in love and everything's magical and they're in that misty part of the relationship where all the hormones, I call it uh, the, the hormonal beer goggles, you know, they're on and, and you just think everything's perfect. And you may not have these really critical conversations that down the road can, can really set you up for some in, sad misunderstandings. And so we're gonna we're gonna try to inspire people today to have this conversation and to create that oasis that we talk about in order to have the conversation.
2: Don't we? When we we start a relationship, we're dating, and then at some point we decide that we want to be more exclusive. Right. So is that your first discussion of monogamy?
1: I think that would be the first discussion. Is what what does exclusivity mean? do i want you know I, I think we we have this myth um, in our in our society and in, in in our world that when you commit to somebody that you are you own them or they own you and we have this this idea of possession and that we, that we can actually possess another person. We can possess their body or their mind or their heart. And really, that is not possible to possess another
2: person. It's it's actually, you, you always turn things around. So you think it's more of a responsibility then?
1: I think it's a responsibility. It's an agreement. Um, and you have to go through the list, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, of all the different things that that you're agreeing to. Because oftentimes we, you know, monogamy is is really the default uh, box that we check on relationship lists. You know, okay, yes, of course we're going to be monogamous. Everybody's monogamous. Well, not everybody is monogamous. Not everybody's capable or wants to be monogamous in the de- in the same definition that maybe you have about monogamy. Because if I if I put um the, one of those little thought bubbles up over everybody's head. And I said, think about the word monogamy and all the things that means to you. In a room of ten people, you would have ten very different definitions. There might be some pieces that are similar, but people are going to add or subtract things in their list that, if they don't discuss, could end up resulting in a in a huge crisis in the relationship.
2: Well, it's an agreement um, that could be rediscussed in in the future, but it certainly could be. Fairly well understood at the time, so I think that that people, you know, it's a default button, but I think it's a good start for a lot of relationships, uh, so that they focus on each other.
1: I think that that's part of it. Also, you know, in with people being more concerned about STIs and and um, you know just any kind of um, disease process when you're sexual with somebody, that we we default to the the definition of sex so that people can have, um, that they, they can do the fluid bonding kind of sex. So they they decide, well, okay, we, if things are going well with us, we're going to agree that we're not gonna have unprotected sex with anybody else. In fact, we may decide we don't wanna have sex with anybody else, and we're gonna only have sex with each other, we get our tests done, we both know that we're, we're clean, and then we can have unprotected sex with each other. With you know, I think that's part of the the need for for the sexual discussion about monogamy or um, uh, t- exclusivity.
2: I wish people were that good at doing that. Yeah
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but
1: it's it's a difficult but the, but t- conversation, conversation to have.
2: The discussion is important so that that um, communication starts off on the correct foot. yes Yes, i can't think of the right way to say that i was going to say something silly
1: (laughs) (laughs) the correct foot get up on the right
2: foot yes there you go that's (laughs) what it was
1: (laughs) i'll put that down on your list of (laughs) marquisms
2: something was wrong
1: so why what where did monogamy come from where where did the idea of um you know forsake all others to to be with this person. What, do you, I mean, there's a, there's a really great book out called um, the, the Sex at Dawn by Christopher Ryan, and he talks about it from a, <clears throat> more of an anthropologic view and historical perspective, looking way back over time and seeing where this agreement came from. But in today's world, I know it's changing, but in today's world, what where does that stem from? What do you think?
2: Well, it's been a tradition for years. I, I think I think that these traditions uh, get started, but I think there are some analogies as to how it got started uh, at dawn and, and why it's continued. And that uh, is a difficult subject for a feminist to talk about, but <laughs> there are some differences between men and women. And when things were really, really tight in terms of survival, Those differences had to be put aside, and people did what they needed to do to survive. And I I really like, uh, I watched a TED Talk, and it made sense to me, kind of an evolutionary type of reason for monogamy, and uh, made a lot of sense to me. Now, it doesn't mean that there aren't people that play on the edges, but that's why monogamy became the mainstream, and it has to do a lot with survivability. What's the best model for Survival of a family or a group of people,
1: and are you talking about in today's <clears throat> world or in caveman days?
2: Well, I think it has some analogies to today, but it's those things are starting to break down. I think the more traditional relationships, where the mother stayed home, is probably a lot more like it was back in the caveman days. Mm-hmm. They they showed that the that the calorie requirements and the demands, which you can you know equate today with back in those days as well, were so severe on women raising children or just having children in the process of pregnancy that they needed support. They needed to be uh, cared for. They needed to have someone else bring them um, food, provide shelter. They were, they were also uh, so distracted by doing, raising the children. And, of course, men had a, a reason to help as well because they want their offspring to do well. So things got divided up that way. But now with the changes in our, our social relationships, uh, that's breaking down. And so monogamy is struggling a little bit more. At least that's the impression I think people have.
1: Well, I'm going to throw a little twist into this because as you're, as you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, so if it was designed because women and children needed more protection and the men were the protectors, then the men, I would think, would have taken monogamy very seriously because they had this massive responsibility to make sure that these women and children were cared for. And yet, over history, men being non-monogamous outside of the, the monogamy agreement was far more accepted... Then the women being non-monogamous outside of the monogamy agreement. Women have have the scarlet letter. You know, women were killed. They're still killed in many countries if they have sex outside of their relationship, where the men are revered. So that doesn't make any sense to me. That still sounds like it's man-made.
2: You know, obviously there are extremes, but uh, (laughs) I I don't know about you know, and our, I have to kind of speak from my own experience. Killed and revered. I think everybody kind of sneaks. Everybody tries to keep things kind of, kind of under wraps, so to speak. And I think that, again, you can look back uh, and and look at how we evolved, and you can see the reasons why. Men don't want to give their excess efforts to someone else's uh, offspring. They, they're they're trying evolutionary wise. Uh, they're trying to support their offspring and so if someone sneaks in and and you have a child that you thought was yours and it's not then that's kind of sneaky and of course for a man who's trying to spread his DNA around the world that there's an advantage if he can sneak in and and get somebody else pregnant and have somebody else care for that child that's a that's a huge win for him in an evolutionary standpoint.
1: That doesn't make any sense, though. If men's role is to be the protector and the provider, then I would think that in their DNA, they would, if they want to possess and claim this woman and these children, then why would they want, why would they even risk Having somebody else raising their offspring—if that was the part that was most important—that's why I think it's a, I think it's bullshit. I think it's a myth that was made up because women were still controlled. Women were owned. They, we were possessions, and it's only been in this last hundred years that women have been their own entity. And so I think that's why we're seeing this shift around monogamy and, and consensual monogamy and what does that mean in defining it within relationships and why younger women now are deciding, ah, I'm not, I'm not going to be possessed and owned. I have my life to live too. I, I am a sexual being. But women's sexuality has been so suppressed. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment around the Me Too movement and how that's affected us. With monogamy,
2: so we agree about this,
1: right? Yeah, <laughs> what, the same I, I already said we didn't have to agree. <laughs> we can agree to disagree, <laughs>
2: right? <laughs> I was just checking. I, I thought I thought you were right with, there with me, uh, uh, supporting my ideas and concepts of monogamy.
1: So, real, real quick, I just want to go through the list. You know, when you talk about monogamy, does it mean uh, you know get specific? Does it mean no penetrative sex? Does it mean no kissing? No hugging, no flirting, uh, no porn, no dancing, no fantasy. I, I, I know people that say, no fantasy. Uh, that is, does it mean you can't have any friends of the opposite gender or you can't have an online conversation with someone? That you know, if that you can't be friends, you can't have any kind of interpersonal relationship. Well, what we, does it mean?
2: Well, we need to we need to talk about that flirting one because well, you had a little different intonation in your voice when you when you hit flirting.
1: Well, because flirting is so important to me. <laughs> <laughs> so if 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 you try to cut off my flirt, man, you may as well just just put me out of my misery all right well we're going to take a little break when we come back we're going to talk more about uh how the how, how the consensual monogamy agreement um can help enhance your relationship communication excellent
0: all right we'll be right back dr nancy sutton pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology relationship coaching and as a health intimacy and communication specialist dr nancy is the ceo of elr Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. This November, 4,000 people will be on the sold-out Independence of the Seas Bliss Cruise, offered by Lifestyle Cruising and Bliss. Why do these charters sell out so fast? Five separate playrooms, dozens of meet and greets aimed at various cultural and sexual orientations, themed dance parties every night, and all upper decks are clothing optional. Find out about the Bliss Experience on the two upcoming Bliss Charters in 2019. This April is the five-night Celebrity Infinity Cruise, and next November 2019 will be seven nights on the beautiful Navigator of the Seas. Couples love the electric atmosphere on our cruises, and we know that sparks will fly in your cabin. Remember, our cruises sell out fast, so be sure to call Wayne at 908-391-1977. That's 908 391 1977 or visit lifestylecruising.com. Discover, explore, and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to the Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to one 613 1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show.
1: Welcome back. Well, we're talking today about consensual monogamy, and we have our weekly call-in with the little tidbits from Kisha. So we have Kisha on the line. Good morning, Kisha. Hi, Nancy. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. How are you? Good. So this is our did-you-know section (laughs) for you to, to add whatever little tidbit you have about monogamy. All right. Well, did you know that supposedly
0: there are many uh, animals that are monogamous? Whether that is 100% true, I can't prove it, but the Internet says so. So it's kind of <laughs> got to be true, right?
1: Exactly. If it's written down on the Internet, it's, <laughs> <Right>. it's fact. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. They couldn't write it, Right. Right. Well, I I did I did um, I did follow up a little bit because you had mentioned about penguins, right? And, yes.
3: Penguins and are th- one of them that
0: supposedly mate for their lifetime. When right. one dies, then they do find and mate. For
1: life. Right. Another thing. So I was lo- I looked that up, and because I had heard c- conflicting uh, information, and actually the the emperor penguin, which is the big guy. They they mate for a season. <laughs> they're they're very they're monogamous. They're monogamous for one baby, and then so they it's called baby. serial serial monogamy.
2: <laughs> so how would you hmm. ever for a penguin? How would you ever tell anyone apart? Really? I,
1: seriously, they can tell their babies though, and they all look alike. I mean, have you ever seen March of the Penguins? Well,
0: get, this is what I found about okay. the. This is a macaroni penguin, so it's different than the ones that you were speaking of. But it says that um, they actually, couples will dance when they see each other. It's called an ecstatic display. They puff up their chest, swing their heads, make a gurgling-like sound, and of course, once their babies are born, the father looks after them, like many of the, the penguins, but I've also found on the internet that more than ninety percent of birds are presumably monogamous. Huh. Well, I've met
1: a I've met a lot of men that do that dance and gurgle thing when you meet them too. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: What haven't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, You're killing. I her. have too.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do not.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, thank you for adding in your spice to our show today. I so appreciate that. And All and right. uh. And we'll we'll be looking forward to hearing from you next week. All right, I'm sure I can come up with another. Did you know fact from the I internet. have no doubt. All right, doubt. Kisha, take care. <laughs> all right, have a great day. All right, all right, you too. Bye. All right, bye.
2: Since we agreed on that last segment so well, on monogamy, <laughs> I, I just wanted to clarify that uh, it isn't that we understand why there's. The concept of monogamy and why it seems to be the default that Mm -hmm. you talked about. It's that we need to continue to discuss it. I think that's really where we want to go with this segment is, you know, with this discussion is that make sure that the communication lines are open so that everyone understands what the agreements are. Monogamy is fine. You just want to make sure that Everybody knows what that means. Right. In, in a relationship. Both people know.
1: Yes. And like with any with any agreement, you know, the 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 people that are that are stepping into the consensual non-monogamy, they have in order to do that, they have to have a lot of really detailed conversations and open communication and trust that they can be honest without retribution. And it's the same thing with any conversation that we need to have in our interpersonal relationships, and whether you agree on to be monogamous or non-monogamous, it still needs to be an agreement that you both can come to terms with all the nuances of that of that uh, definition, because you no know, people don't define it the same. I've met many couples where um, he defined it as just no physical sex with somebody. But he really felt like pornography or flirting online or uh, having fantasy wasn't stepping out of bounds, and the, his his partner felt as though those things were cheating. So how how do you come to an agreement is really important to do early on before you have to face the realities you know what do you believe it is and how can you agree upon that because there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of myths around sex addiction and porn addiction and and all of these things that really are just because one person likes it and one person doesn't and and so you have to be able to cut each other slack on being true to yourself what what is it that you really that makes that makes you feel alive and vibrant and what do you enjoy? You, you know, the, the sexuality and and uh, communication and interpersonal relationships. It's such a personal journey, and we we have we. You know, I I fell into this in my younger years too, <coughs> where I felt like it was my right to control what my partner did, felt, wanted. That I had some say in that, and I think that's um that's a belief that we have, to, we have to help people understand that you don't have that right.
2: Well, I think in this world, we are trying to move to a point where it's symmetric, and we have to decide what that means. I mean, I think the symmetric doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have a traditional relationship. I think it means that each person has the right to discuss what their relationship is going to be without retribution, kind of keep it more on the positive note instead of a negative note. I know if I use the word ownership, that would be a negative note, but responsibility is, is I think, the positive side of that. I have a responsibility to you, you have a responsibility to me, but I don't own that, you know, I don't own you. Right. I mean, you're, you're melting two people together and yet you're still trying to stay independent on your journey, that's uh, complicated.
1: And the other the other side of uh, consensual monogamy that I really want to point out is that when when most people who get married or who commit to a relationship have checked that default button, and yet we know that a large percentage of people in committed relationships veer veer off course on occasion and have some kind of uh, liaison either physically or mentally with other people this is not uncommon and this it's hard to get the statistics on that I've I've looked it up and you see everything from 18 percent to 75 percent so you know who who they're who they're surveying how honest people feel like they can be how anonymous the surveys are are really going to be critical but it's it's it is not uncommon for this to happen so how do we how do we address that you know, you know just pretending that it doesn't happen isn't going to help and also you know when we come into these early relationships to understand on a deeper level human sexual behavior and what is what is um, what is normal, what is healthy, what is unhealthy? what is what is truly betrayal, what isn't? And when you know we do teach people how to treat us. So in, in those early relationships, when you're setting up your communication, you want to be able to set it up so that your partner can be honest with you. I,
2: I think that's a whole nother segment here because I like your concept of if you're talking to someone else, you should feel comfortable saying only what you would feel comfortable having the other partner there in their presence. Right. You don't want to start developing secrets or, um, uh, yeah, yeah. secrets with somebody else other than your primary partner. Yeah. You know, and and I think that that's part of the communication skills that you you should develop. And I think that's the the talk of monogamy go, starts way before you start to get down to what you know fantasy or or um flirting uh as you say and uh so i think that um you know I, I like that concept of you know if you're comfortable saying it to somebody in the presence of your partner then it's probably fine i mean are these rings that we wear not working
1: <laughs> no, they're working great I, I mean what do they mean to you
2: what do they mean to me? Well, I was wondering what they mean to other people too when they see the rings.
1: I think they. I think some people see it as you're off limits, and other people see it as a challenge.
2: No, okay. <laughs> well, so they're not working so well. I don't think they're for other people.
1: I think they're for you. You know, I think. I think we we get to define what the rings mean to us and. Uh, it so I think that's a That's an, another important step is to. So,
2: so when you look at my ring, you think of ownership.
1: No, I think, oh, look, he really loves me. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've committed your heart to me. I don't think of ownership at all.
2: Okay. Yeah. I don't Trying own you. Trying to trip you up. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't own you. And nor do you own me. I mean, I think that...
2: <laughs> well, just make
1: that, let's make that perfectly clear. Once,
2: once we're on video, you'll have to take a look at the look that I just got. <laughs> and we are going to be on video eventually, and you'll get to see all of Nancy's expressions and what I live with on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> half, half of the spoken word is expressions, and you're missing half of it about.
1: <laughs> what are you saying? What are you oh, saying? Oh,
2: just... That, your eyes. It's all oh. about your eyes. <laughs> Love your eyes.
1: Yeah, hear, sometimes. fear
2: your eyes. You fear my <laughs> eyes.
1: You know, I've had a few people say that to me lately, that I give them the look. So it, it makes them kind of Only nervous. just lately? Yeah, just lately. Oh, my My, God. my kids have always thought, thought that. But Well, we're going to come back in a minute, um, and we're going to continue our conversation about not only what does consensual monogamy mean that you're not going to do, but what does it mean you are going to do?
2: Oh my goodness! Turning it onto a positive note.
1: Yes, we are because that's how we roll. You're
2: you're you're rolling.
1: I'm rolling. I'm <laughs> rolling. I'm rolling in the hay. Oh no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, dear. All right. One track mind
1: for sure. Yes, always. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll we'll come back after I get out of the hay. <laughs>
0: That's TheSexyLifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR, Empower, Love, and Reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, Right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show.
1: Welcome back. So, before the break, you, you mentioned that we're going to be going video. Does that mean I have to wear clothes when, uh, we're, when we're recording?
2: I mean, it is a sexy lifestyle. Show you know we're we're part of so that. So I can't be so. naked. Well, that's pretty sexy too.
1: Yeah, is that okay? But
2: I'm not sure if that's allowed. Oh, okay. We'll have to check.
1: All right, we'll have to check what our what our ratings are.
2: <laughs> so let me see if I understand this. Um, okay. When I'm talking to someone else, I need to be comfortable with as talking to them as if you were present for the conversation. Right. How does that work if you're naked?
1: Well, I guess I'd have to be naked, too.
2: Got it. So if everybody's naked, then... Then,
1: then it's, it's an even conversation. Then it's comfortable. Okay. Or, I guess, I'm not really sure where you're going with this, <laughs> actually, I, the visuals I'm getting.
2: <laughs> well, I just I just want... I, when you told me about your dress, I or not dress, I, I was thinking about that conversation and going, wow, that would be interesting. If, <laughs> if, if you're talking to someone... I think... The, I, I'm going to start over. The key thing here is to not have secrets from your primary partner. Right. Communication is key. And part of that communication is having a discussion of what you feel monogamy is so that you don't make mistakes unknowingly. Because a mistake, whether you do it intentionally or unintentionally, still can be harmful. So right. being <clears throat> more, being better at communication allows you to not make those unconscious mistakes
1: yeah and if you haven't had that conversation yet and one of you makes an error you know you 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 do something that you don't think is going against that agreement but your partner does please please cut each other some slack I mean be kind to each other you know we have to be a lot kinder to each other when we make mistakes because we're all going to fuck up that's just the bottom line. Human beings make mistakes all the time, and we learn from them. We're not supposed to go through this life and not make mistakes. So when when your partner blows it, cut them some slack and realize that they're being human and that they, they are not perfect. They never will be, nor will you, and you have to really love each other even harder through those times when you feel so vulnerable because it's scary when you feel like you've screwed up
2: well you make it a challenge <laughs> and you are on a journey and we are evolving and changing and so i think that that's the reason that these discussions need to reappear in your relationship so that you talk about what what are we doing together what what are our agreements And you don't have to be very stark about it, but I think if you're not certain, you should communicate. You should talk about it and see if you're on the same page, if you're evolving, if you're changing.
1: Date nights are a perfect time to have these conversations where you set aside time just for the two of you and you have relationship checkups you know how are we doing how are you feeling are you happy are your do you, are your needs getting met what do i want how do we want to pro- progress
2: and if and if you if you're really in a touchy situation like that then you want to go to your oasis that exactly. you've, that you've uh, talked about on prior shows already that uh, you want to be in a safe zone so that you don't compound it, guys. Right. <laughs> guys. <laughs> you want to be, you want a safe zone. It's like it's like when your foot's on the base, you can't be tagged out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they'll, they'll understand that.
1: So we've I've given the list of some things that people may have on their what not to do list of, of consensual monogamy. One of the things that I don't hear people talking about much is what they really are committing to. When we say, I am I'm agreeing to be monogamous with you, what am I agreeing to? That's what we need to really focus on. Because <clears throat> sexuality is a vital part of human existence. And all people have various sexual needs and appetites, and those vary over time circumstances, life, aging, etc. And so when we have that conversation that I'm agreeing to be monogamous with you, I'm agreeing to to the best of my ability to meet your sexual needs. I'm agreeing to be your sex play partner. I'm agreeing that if you have a high sex drive and I have a low sex drive, that I'm going to work hard to find ways to bring my sex drive up a little bit and you may need to work a little harder to rein yours in a little bit but we would meet in the middle somewhere. I think that's the conversation that I don't hear people having. What what
2: is the agreement to? Well, that's where you've turned it around and and feel that responsibility rather than ownership. Exactly. Right. It's not
1: it's not when I'm agreeing to monogamy I'm, I'm not agreeing to what you shouldn't do. I'm not trying to dictate what you shouldn't do. What I'm saying is what I'm agreeing to do in my partnership. And I think that's where these agreements and these discussions need to come from a place of what, what am I bringing to the table yeah. rather than what, what are you
2: and when you have the discussion, if you leave something out, guys, it doesn't mean that it's fair game. It means it hasn't been discussed yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that you create your oasis and you have an additional discussion. I think probably omissions and things that haven't come up yet are probably a bigger pitfall to relationships than, than things that have previously been discussed. I think, I think you have to kind of be aware of what you have discussed, what you haven't discussed, and, and if there's something that hasn't been discussed talk about it first you know make sure that there's been a conversation definitely
1: do we have sexual rights do you think as adults or even children do you think that we have sexual rights
2: well you've talked about the right to have pleasure
1: yeah that definitely I've, is a I've, pleasure I've learned that thing. one
2: so um, I'm not sure what sexual rights mean I mean we're we're as an individual, we have the right to be happy and pursue happiness. Uh, I don't have the right to demand that anybody else make me happy. I don't have the right to demand that 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 I get it as a right uh, from the world. I don't think.
1: You know? Well, and you know that.
2: I shouldn't be suppressed.
1: Right. I think we have to be mindful that um, as we look at the Me Too movement, that. Uh, There have been a lot of times in relationships, uh, and in particular, um, men have felt that they had the right to have sex with their wives whenever they wanted, and they could just take it because you're the wife. And I know many women that I've talked to that have been raped by their husbands um, because the wife... The The men believe that you're my wife, I own you, I your body is mine to do with as I please. And that's not what we're talking about when we talk about consensual monogamy or agreeing to meet each other's needs. My agreement to meet your needs is still on my terms. Uh, you know, I still have to be a, per, a willing participant. We don't get to take from each other. That's not what monogamy means. It's not a right To take from somebody else but it certainly is a right to express your needs and i do a lot of uh, negotiation uh, conversations with people which we'll talk about in the last segment is how to how to renegotiate as life changes and things happen because we we i do i do believe we have the right to have a fulfilling sexual life that's one of our human rights we don't have the right to demand a, a particular person give us what we want whenever we want it so that's the difference that i want to make sure to differentiate yes yeah so and then you know we want to talk a little bit about you know the attitudes around sexuality and with men and women and and i think they're shifting gratefully they're shifting that that we realize that that men like sex almost as much as women and that uh you know that that Women have powerful sex drives and desires, uh, just like men do, and that these kind of conversations need to include both people's journey on on their their sexual journeys, because women are awakening more and more around the world. There's, there's sexual revolutions happening in all countries about now, and I think that's going to surprise men to find out how how much women want to enjoy a great sex life and that if they just understood women's sexuality a little bit more that perhaps they would be much more in- involved in having a great sex life with their partners that it doesn't have to diminish just because you get married like the old all the all the jokes talk about you know the best way to cut off your sex life is to get married
2: I love how things are starting to become less Mm -hmm. gender-oriented, and then there's been a struggle that way because we measure things based on gender, and then I think that slows us down. But um, it also kind of brings to mind the grass is greener kind of thing because men are looking at, at what women have enjoyed over the last, you know, 100 years or whatever they're aware of, and women are looking at what men have enjoyed and there's been a definitely a, a mixing of that pot you know everybody I, wants to go back and forth a little yeah. bit
1: have you ever asked men <clears throat> you know that if if they would be happily um, be a woman
2: well, I, I don't know that they c- they can really wrap their brain around that. I mean, it would be unfair to, to say that they could, a male brain could wrap itself around what being a woman but is. But
1: when you look at how other people live, there was a question asked of a group um, about um, for to the white people. How would, would you would you be? gladly did glad to take places place with a black person and nobody raised their hand because they know how black people are treated and yet they're complicit in their denying it so if you ask men would you want to trade places with women chances are they'd say heck no they don't have as many rights as I do
2: I think I think <laughs> I think that all of us want the best parts of what other people have we don't want the worst
1: parts. Well, I know I know what parts of mine you want
2: you <laughs> <laughs> want the best parts not the worst parts, and. Uh, and and I think there's those things are being exchanged. But I think where the, the real controversy is is in those not so good parts and it'll be interesting to see how people experience those and whether they accept those as time goes on. Because it's there's always a you know, there's always a balance and that's what you're talking about and things are becoming more balanced. Right. Well
1: when we when we come back we're gonna talk a little bit more about creating that oasis and um, I wanna talk a little bit about when things change, you know, when when things change in a relationship, because if you're going to be married, to, if you're going to be together 30, 40, 50 years, there's going to be a lot of shifts and when
2: ch- changes. When things not change? <laughs> <laughs> My moving target.
1: I guess that's part of it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> how, to, how to roll in the hay with the changes that are happening. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about when shift happens, uh, what can you
0: do about it? because we love to make shift happen around here. We'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR, Empower, Love, and Reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, Right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com.
3: When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with lube light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe.
0: You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show.
1: Welcome back. So today, Mark and I are talking about consensual monogamy and how to have the conversation and around the defining um, aspects of this in your relationship. And relationships change, as we know, time goes by, kids are born, uh, parents are in, you know, there's so many different aspects of our lives that can influence and and our our sex drive and our sex uh, time and our and our communication. So one of the things that I am a huge advocate of, and Mark and I started this off thirty years ago, um, is making date nights. That I think that's critically important for relationships. It's very easy to let that go when little kids are born. I highly recommend that young parents. Get a babysitter, ask a grandparent, get an aunt or uncle, trade off with your friends, whatever you have to do to get a few hours a week that are just devoted to your relationship, that aren't talking about the kids, that aren't talking about work, that are just talking about and exploring your relationship. Because if you want to stay the hub of your family, you have to protect it, you have to invest in that relationship. Otherwise, just like anything else, your health or your wealth, those things are going to diminish over time without that that concerted effort.
2: Communicating and staying in touch with your partner is critical. And at the end of the last segment, I teased, but I was quite serious. I think relationships are constantly evolving and changing. And if you don't continue to have the conversation, sometimes you get way behind the curve, right. and it can, can be kind of uh, unsettling or disruptive if uh, all of a sudden something happens that you weren't you weren't aware of, and that things were, were not, uh, oh, you got a phone call there, dear. Yeah.
1: Um, well, and I think we have to remember that um, it's, you know, we're not supposed to stay the same the relationship isn't supposed to be the same this year as it was last year.
2: And that's the key because yeah. if you don't get into the evolution of the relationship, then one or the other or both are going to become bored. And, you know, who wants to go through life with the same thing the whole time? And so some people are going to have relationships where they're centered at home and then at other times they're going to be traveling and you have to be aware that these changes are going to occur and you're going to have to make adjustments in your relationship and your agreements so that you are still communicating well.
1: Esther Pearl talks about that, that there are, that we all have three marriages and that they might all be within the same relationship, but the, but chances are that the relationship you have if you're staying with the same person for 50 years it's going to go through three major evolutions and that you have to be prepared to to catch your breath and and keep those conversations going because it will shift and so I'm going to just recap real quickly about the oasis so that people can can start to pull this into their date nights so so to have the conversation in an oasis first of all you want to Set up a safe, quiet, uninterrupted environment. So go someplace quiet, sit in the car if you have to, uh, lock yourself in your bedroom, whatever you need to do to have that uninterrupted space. And you need to have some agreements like, all right, this is our oasis, make a conscious uh, conversation about that. And anything we say in this space will never be held against us it'll never be thrown in our faces we will respect it and this is really a place where we can both freely speak our truth without any fear and that's huge for a relationship because we all have these little private truths going on in our consciousness all the time that we really you know the it's a human nature to want to share that with somebody but man you got to have trust and respect and feel safe to do that. So create that safe zone for each other. And then give each other three to five minutes of uninterrupted time where you're looking each other in the eyes, your phones are in the other room, there's nothing disrupting you, where you can both just speak without interruption. What? How do you define monogamy? That's a great place to start. How do you define this? And you just speak freely for three to five minutes. Timer goes off. The other person says, thank you for sharing that with me. And then the other person speaks. This is just a time to hear what each other has to say without rebuttal. If you want clarification, if you didn't understand what something meant, you can ask for clarification. I would just like to clarify, did you mean this when you said that? And the other person can then clear clear up any misconceptions but it's not the time to agree or disagree or to tell a person that they're wrong um, or they're right it's it's not that time it's just a time to hear and then give yourselves time to absorb what the other person has said so then when you create your next oasis you can come back with concerns or fears that came up for you speak to yourself I felt if you always start your sentences with I, chances are your partner is going to be much more likely to hear what you have to say than if you start them with you. So those are just some little clues that I'll give you about the Oasis. When life changes, what happens? This is what I, a conversation I get a lot. What happens when one partner becomes asexual and the other partner has a high sex need? They love sex, they're enjoying sex, they want sex a lot. That's their primary love language. They they just want to have sex with you, and the other partner's like, I don't want anything to do with sex. What do you do in that situation? How do you renegotiate the terms of that monogamy agreement? And this is where it gets tricky because one you, you, neither person has the right to to demand that the other person meet their needs we have both committed to meeting our partner's needs but if if i've become asexual and i really don't want sex for whatever reason i have the right to not want to have sex but i don't have the right to tell you you can't have sex does that make sense
2: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: it gets tricky because a lot of people think, well, you agreed to monogamy. You agreed to not have sex. No, we agreed to monogamy. We agreed to meet each other's sexual needs. That's what we have to keep coming back to. What did we agree to do? Not what w- did we agree not to do. And we agreed to be honest about it. So we need to really t- hone in how we can renegotiate this and and this is where the oasis comes in. This is where a counselor like me comes in to help people really renegotiate the terms of their relationship so that they can both feel safe, cared for, and, and fulfilled in their, in their personal desires.
2: Imbalances are always difficult to deal with. There's going to be some stress. Um, but it's important to still con- communicate with each other so that each person knows where where the stresses are in the relationship and how they can be dealt with there's going to be guilt there's going to be concern all these things start to run are wild and crazy. And if you don't know what's going on, it's only worse, that's for sure.
1: Right. And there's a lot of, um, you know, if you look at all the different definitions of relationships, it's it's really getting uh, very creative. There's polyamory, there's consensual non-monogamy, there's, um, you know, permanent cohabitation without marriage, there's redefining families, there's polygamy, there's, there's all kinds of ways that people are creating relationships to sustain them to meet the The emotional, spiritual, and physical needs of the partners involved, it doesn't have to always be the default in order to know that it's a real, healthy, fulfilling relationship. So the more we open our minds and the sexy lifestyle network is a great way to get some different insight into all the ways in which a relationship can be created that is it's very functional and, and works really well for the two people. doesn't matter what any, anybody else thinks. All that matters is what's working for the people involved.
2: I like how you talk about if you're communicating and your needs are not being met, and you communicate that to your partner, there there's going to be some empathy back. And I think that there's going to be more effort on your partner's um, side to, to meet some of your needs. So... If you keep these unmet needs a secret from your partner and get frustrated and aren't willing to reveal, then you're gonna become vulnerable and you're gonna break primary agreements, which is to be truthful and trustful to right. your to your primary partner. So good so, point. You know, make sure that your partner knows whether your needs are being met in the relationship as a relationship changes. And, you know, we see people being forced to make changes. Their jobs switch. They, they're partners out of town. They're in the service and and they can't meet those, those needs. Yeah. Things change.
1: Well, find the blog after the show. Write me. Call in. Um, really connect with us about how these shows are working for you. Uh, we'll be back next week with another great topic. Uh, we would love to hear from you about the topics you desire. Stay tuned for the contest that always is revealed at the end of the show. And really important to check out all the different shows that are on the sexy lifestyle network
2: i think we need to revisit this one i this one was hard a hard topic for me
1: okay well we'll come back to maybe we'll do uh, consensual monogamy part two absolutely all right so remember until next time you want to laugh hard love more and kiss a lot longer how long for a kiss
2: At least three seconds, dear.
1: Yes. All right. Till next week.
4: Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people touch from experience warm it warms your personal lube then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand and we can't forget Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to thesexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like
0: thank you for joining us this week for the conscious living show be sure to join dr nancy dr mark and their guests next tuesday at noon eastern time and 9 a.m pacific time on the sexy lifestyle network have a healthy sexy week in every way
4: Welcome to the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies.
1: We are Carol and David, and with us today is Jeff Abraham from
2: Promiscent. So Jeff, you know, intimacy is key to every relationship. Can you tell us a bit how Promiscent can help enhance intimacy?
5: Well, I really think that one of the keys to intimacy is obviously both couples having a satisfactory experience. As any therapist or, you know, your will tell you, one of the chief complaints that arises in any intimate relationship is timing, i.e., does the women in the relationship or the woman in the relationship finish? As we've discussed on many occasions during podcasts, other things we've done in the past, there is something called the arousal or orgasm gap, whereas the average man takes about five minutes to achieve climax, and the average woman, 18. So indeed, I think that is probably one of the reasons why a product like Promescent is very appropriate to
2: satisfactory intimacy. Fantastic, Jeff. Thanks so much. Well, that was a great quickie. Jeff, thanks so much for being here. Why don't you tell everyone how they can find Promescent?
5: The best way to find Promescent in it is www.Promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T, .promescent www.Promescent.com. You can buy it directly there. It'll direct you to the retail locations that have it. There's a map you put in your zip code, and there's also physicians and other people that carry it as well www.promescent.com.
4: Thanks so much, Jeff. We are Carol and David from the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies
0: That's the lifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.
3: When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe.